Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefney Early and you're listening to the Sports Preview Show here on the podcast ahead of a really busy week of sporting action up and down the county. It's episode 208 and it is brought to you in association with one of our partners and that is the local enterprise office here in Leitrim. I specifically like to bring your attention to their new online trading voucher, which now, for a limited time period, covers 90% of the price of upgrading your digital offerings to build new e-commerce platforms or renovate old e-commerce platforms to try and generate a whole new area of trade for Leitrim businesses and create plenty of new opportunities for you to sell outside of your physical reach in County Leitrim. If you'd like to know more about this scheme, Check it out on local enterprise office Leitrim or you can get in touch with us here at leitrimdaily.com and we'll be able to help you walk you through that process and even help you develop whatever system you're looking for to bring your website up into the modern day. Now over the last seven days we've had fantastic feedback from so many people over the shows that went out around the opening weekend of the football championships across the county. There was one letter, however, that came in to us here by email that we would like to make a clarification on on the show. We spoke last week about the withdrawal of a player in the very early stages of a senior championship match. There was no intention from my part or the show's part to indicate that any rules had been broken. Everybody involved followed all the rules to the letter. There was no problem with what happened. I was simply asking the guest a poorly worded question about the scenario that allows a player to be included in the first 15 or the first 17 of a team despite being injured and the implications that might have further down the pecking order within clubs. I note the email that came in from a club and I suppose at this point I'd like to apologise to that club, Glencar Manor, for any offence that may have been taken. None was intended. The example of what happened last weekend in Drumshambo in the first 90 seconds of the game was purely to create an example of a scenario that is allowed in the game. And I apologise to them if any offence was taken. None was intended from the show's point of view. Once again, thank you to everybody who got in touch with the show, positive or negative, about last weekend's activities. We're delighted with the response we've had so far since coming back with almost 4,000 people, one person shy of 4,000, tuning in last Friday and similar numbers on Monday. So it's been a really, really good return to action for us here. We look forward to re-expanding the shows from the two sports shows a week back into the arts when things kind of come back on stream, also into current affairs once we get past the the, the situation now where everything is really coronavirus related. So once the world starts really opening up and people are back to relative normality, we will be looking to re-expand the show back towards those seven shows a week. Anyway, that's enough of the clarifications and the housekeeping. Let's get on with the actual sports content. In terms of this weekend, we are looking at a bumper set of fixtures across the entire county. There's a full round of games in the senior and intermediate football championships, while finally the junior teams get in on the action. We'll be talking to representatives from the junior sides who start their campaigns this weekend. We'll be focusing, though, primarily on the ladies' championships today, because the senior, intermediate and junior championships all kick off on Sunday morning and afternoon. We'll be speaking to members of each of the senior teams facing action this weekend. 
Now, in terms of the men's competition, let's take a quick rundown through the fixtures this weekend. Balnamore, Sean Heslins, after their great victory last week over Mohull, will be looking to edge another two points closer to that top spot in Group 1. They host near neighbours Ahuillan in what's bound to be the highlight of the weekend at 7pm in Balnamore on Saturday afternoon. At the same time, St Mary's Kiltard and Mohol licking their wounds from defeats last weekend will be doing battle in Carrick and Shannon in Park Nevmura. Interesting games for all of those teams. The local derby in Balnamore between themselves and Ahwillan will be seen as a great opportunity for Ahwillan to get their season up and running. Balnamore really to put out a statement of intent as to where they see themselves heading towards the business end of this championship. Marys and Moho will be looking to both pick up valuable points as they look to get the best placing possible to ensure that they avoid hitting one of the big guns in a quarter final. In Group 2, their potential opponents in quarterfinals, Glencar Manor will be at home to Drum Riley as they get their season up and running, while Melvin Gales, fresh from their opening day defeat to Leitrim Gales, will host Alan Gales in Kinlaw on Saturday afternoon. All of those senior games at 7pm. Melvin Gales and Alan Gales both looking to get bounced back from those opening day defeats. will be looking at the table a bit nervously in defeat on Saturday for either side. We'll see them looking over their shoulder at that unfortunate relegation trapdoor. So an opportunity for both sides to get their seasons up and running after disappointing opening day performances and specifically disappointing results from the first round. The very best of luck to all the senior teams in action this weekend. In the Smith Monumentals Intermediate Championship, one game throws in a little bit earlier than the others. Over in Drummond, Bornacula hosts Eslin in a bottom-of-the-table clash. Both sides looking to get their first win of the campaign and see how they can progress up that table into those quarter-final positions. In terms of the second game in Group 1 of the Intermediate Football Championship, Drum Kieran will host Ochnashielan, who get their campaign up and running for the first time. In Group 2 of the Intermediate Football Championship, Anna Duff will host Carrie Gallen in Carrie Gallen's first game in the competition. Anna Duff, of course, with a late rally to take all two points from their clash with Kiltubbert last weekend. Kiltubbert themselves, they make the trip to St. Osnitz where they will face Drummer Hare, both of those games thrown in at 7pm. Drummer Hare's first game, at, well, at home, but in St. Osnitz. And they'll be looking to bounce back from a disappointing defeat to Gortletra last weekend, although a late rally for them too did see them come very close to pulling back a very, very big lead from early in the game. In the Vistamed Junior A Football Championship on Sunday, Clune will get their season up and running as they travel to Glencar Manor to play their B team in the Junior Football Championship. Local rivals Glenfair and Kilty will face a trip themselves to Balnaglera for a home game against Carrie Gallen, their own facility just not up to scratch at the moment. We'll hear from their manager, Aidy McCallion, in a couple of moments. That game at 2pm, the Manor Hamilton game versus Clune at 1.30. So Frank Kilty versus Carrie Gallen at 2pm in Balnaglera. While in Group 2, Balnamore, Sean O'Heslins will host Ahuillan, a repeat of the senior clash on Saturday evening. That takes place 1.30 in Balnamore on Sunday afternoon. While St Mary's Kiltard will host their neighbours, Anna Duff, that game also thrown in 1.30pm. Ahavas in that group, but no game this weekend. They're idle, which will see them with a run of four games back-to-back through the rest of the championship. We'll be chatting to their manager, former inter-county player Vincent McBrien, in just a few moments.
in the ladies football championship and that's where we're going to be spending most of our focus for today's show we will be looking at the six teams taking part in the senior football championships the gotham drywall senior football championships which start on sunday morning at 11 a.m all intermediate and senior fixtures in the ladies calendar throwing in at 11 a.m in almost a triple header of games over the weekend balnamore is once again the venue for a clash between balnamore and ahawillan although it's not ahawillan as you know them in former life the multiple championship winning side no longer in existence officially they've merged with ochnashilan to form saint bridget's and they'll enter their competitive or their championship debut this weekend away to Balnamore Shona Heslands. We'll be speaking to Laura O'Dowd of Balnamore Shona Heslands as well as Carla Le Guen of New Look St. Bridget's later in the programme. Last year's beaten finalist Glencar Manor will make the trip to Drumshambo to play St. Francis at 11am and they're looking for an opportunity to make a third time lucky after two consecutive losing final appearances. We speak to their captains Imer Feely and Rebecca Rooney ahead of the game while Dara Morhan and Roisin McGrennan of St. Francis will talk to us. And finally in the Ladies Senior Football Championship, Kiltubbard's Michelle Guckian will be joining us to talk about hosting the current champions the three times champions st joseph's as shannon o'rourke will be bringing us up to speed on everything that's going on over in carrigallon and ahavas ahead of tilt at four in a row in the intermediate football championship anna duff host mohel and we'll be speaking to mohel's captain Deirdre ward later in the program while st mary's and kilder gales do battle both those games throwing in at 11 a.m home venues apply in all situations in the junior football championship those games taking place on sunday afternoon at 4 p.m drum kieran versus balnamore shauna heslands b st joseph's b versus st francis b and mohel b will take on the second side from glencar manor hamilton so all in all every single adult team out this weekend let's get on with the actual interviews on today's show we're going to start with the ladies senior football championship captains and then we'll hear from the junior men's teams kicking their seasons off this weekend pj ryan sector leitrim ladies nice to be back talking about football again Oh, fantastic breathing to be back talking about football and fantastic to be here uh, launching our senior intermediate and junior championships here today in Park Sean. Tell us about the structural changes to the championships this year, a few little modifications because of the coronavirus lockdown to encourage a few more games. Oh, absolutely. We instead um, Previously in the senior championship, it would have been two groups and they would have had just maybe beginning two games, obviously more semi-final. So this year... Uh, we've modified it so it, 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 in the senior championship uh, each team will have five games which I think is definitely a plus for all teams involved. Um, so they'll all play each other and after that then there'll be semi-finals and then a final. So the majority of teams will probably get six or seven games in this competition? Yeah and obviously then there'll be a relegation as well in the senior championship so there'll be plenty of games for all involved in the senior and intermediate and we have six teams competing in the junior championship this year so they'll all get five games too. Can you remind us just a little bit about what the restrictions are in terms of supporters who might want to come along to the games? What what are the county board asking them to do? Well, currently, um, there's no neutral venues this year. E, the, the way the games are, um, teams have home advantage. They have a co- couple of games at home and a couple of games away. So it's down to each club to look after their venue in regards to social distancing, hand sanitisation, all that. Look, currently, the guidelines are 200 
spectators well 200 inside the ground um, to include your team officials and your team uh, now look that things are changing con constantly um, the ladies are not out till Sunday week um, so we'll just have to wait and see are those guidelines going to be the same guidelines we have next week of course keep an eye on the media for, for all of that sort of stuff in terms of the football wh who are the teams you're most looking forward to seeing d despite your own uh, drum care and uh, we won't mention them but in terms of the other the other teams who are you most excited to see this summer uh, well, I'm looking forward to seeing. I think um, seeing in the into sorry in the senior championship. I think obviously Manor Hamilton went very close last year. I'm sure they'll be able to push all the teams this year. Like they were very close here in the final last year, and return for St Bridges back in back in seniors again. I'm sure they'll be back with a point to prove. And look, I think the senior championship will be very keenly contested this year. There's not a lot between any of those teams on their day. And then, like depending on injuries, and and some of those teams are putting out second teams in the juniors, so they're they're under a lot of pressure. Um, but I think, look, they're all teams are looking forward to going back. Um, in the in the intermediate, um, we've drummer here there under new management this year. Mohal went very close last year. Um, so I think again to be keenly contested. In terms of the playing surfaces, when we look around us here in Park Sean, the uh, the facilities look phenomenal across the county. Clubs haven't seen games played or training played for three months. Pitchers have had a genuine opportunity to, to get a break and to recover. Maybe something that hasn't happened ever in most lifetimes in these GA clubs. How much will that play in the standard of football that we'll see this summer? I think definitely it has to. It has to make a point. You know, as you said, pitches haven't looked so good like in years. Like um, they've never had a break in springtime, so it has to make like it has to lead to open football and teams wanting to play open football. Um, to have good conditions is just fantastic for the players. It's what they. It's what they let to let them show their skills. Listen. Uh, congratulations on a great launch. Uh, great to see so many of the girls out representing their clubs and so many players involved in football this summer. And the best luck for the championships ahead. Again, Brefty, thank you for your support here today and all the captains that, that came and everyone else that helped out on today. Thank you. Shannon O'Rourke of St. Joseph's County Champions coming back to defend your title four in a row is that a possibility for you? <laughs> uh, well, we're back this year the same as every other club and I suppose we're out again next week against Kiltober and we just have to take it from there so we're looking forward to it I suppose this year it's a bit different circumstances but everyone's kind of in the same boat everyone's only about a month back training so we're looking forward to it and so we'll see what happens. In terms of last season, obviously won the county championship for the third time, went on to get to a, a Connacht Intermediate final. Where does the ambition start? Do you look towards the county or, or do you allow yourself that opportunity to kind of maybe look at a Connacht championship? Is that realistic for you? Um, oh no, definitely not. Like Every year we never said we're going to go out and win the championship. We took every game. We know how competitive the senior championship is. Every game is a step closer, but you have to take every game as serious as possible. And we know everyone's on the same playing foot, so going out against Kiltubber is a massive task. You know, the fantastic players, it's always a big game, so that's our focus at the moment. Obviously no league campaign this year, so the championship is kind of double for both. You play five games this year as opposed to the two last year. Are you happy with that change in structure? Um, well, I suppose just from our experience last year, coming out of um, Leitrim, winning the uh, championship and then going straight into Connacht, we had a lot of games and it is tough on girls because it's a, ga it's a game every week and we know that like it's going to be it's not about 15 players it's about 30 players like, especially this year I think that's really going to come in like our bench is going to be a ser have a serious impact so that's what we're really focusing on that we just take every game as it comes because we know we're going to need everyone this year just with injuries and etc 
does the fact that you've been a winning side over the last few years, at least in the county here, does that help attract girls into the sport in the area? Um, oh, definitely. Like we've had a lot of younger girls coming up this year, and it's great to see it. Like we've a massive panel this year, um, up on nearly 32, 34 girls on it. I could be wrong; there could be even more. But um, yeah, we've definitely loads of young, eager girls coming on, which is great for competition. Um, for us older girls, it's great to see younger girls coming on. In terms of the overall life of the club, there's a big campaign going on at the moment, All In for Aina, which of course is a 17-month-old uh, Aina, who is the son of a former player with yourselves, Yvonne Brady. Brady's obviously well known. How important is that type of aspect of the club life around Ahavas and Carrigan? Yeah, I suppose it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Like um, The Brady's have been such a big part of St Joseph's ladies, um, Eamon and uh, Bridge obviously started the club, so the Bradys have been such a have had had such a big impact on St Joseph's ladies. So when the family reached out to us, obviously we want to get behind them and we can't get over the response. It's been absolutely unbelievable, and we're just hoping that it can continue and that we they hit the target of forty thousand because uh, they've been absolutely the Bradys have been unbelievable for St Joseph's ladies. Absolutely, and her thoughts go out to the Brady family and to Yvonne and her son Anna and the whole family at this very difficult time. Shannon, thank you very much for chatting to us. The very best luck for the championship. Thanks a million. <laughs>
just literally just start, let us go. <laughs> well, listen, Emer, Rebecca, thank you very much and the very best luck for the season. Cheers, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, William. Michelle Gucky in Kiltobridge, nice to be back playing football. Yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. It's great to be back on the field. I suppose a lot of us didn't think it happened this year, but it's great to be back. How have the club been faring in the, the lockdown? Uh, look, I think everyone was kind of on the different impression whether we'd be back or we wouldn't be back. So we had a lot to think about before we even got back to the field. But um, during lockdown, I suppose everyone just kept ticking over. I suppose did a bit here and there. Not as much as you probably would have liked to have been doing, but um, it's great to be back back into the swing of things. I think we have about four weeks of training before the actual game starts, so I think everyone everyone's in the same boat, so it's great. It's great to see. Quarter finalists last sorry, semi finalists last year. Um is that the ambition again this year to get to the semi finals, maybe stretch back you've I know you've a long history of winning championships there in Kiltober in the last few years. Um what's the, the ambition for the season? Um I suppose the ambition is the season is to get through all our group games first and then obviously build semi finals and hopefully take it from there. So get through all the club our the group games every group game is going to be tough it's no doubt about it that's the beauty of Leitrim Ladies Championship everyone anyone can get to the semi-finals anyone can be up for relegation so it's going to be a tough battle for everyone so it's great and then semi-finals hopefully reach the semi-finals and then push on for a final In terms of the personnel around the club how many changes are there from last year's squad I know only Ty went to Australia and since got injured uh, will she be available for you or are there any younger girls coming through up through the, the underage ranks? Yeah, so um, obviously Anya Tai, yeah, she went to Australia, she's done her cruise again, but she's doing great rehab in that. Uh, she won't be available this year, um, which is understandable. She's home from Australia, but she won't be available to tag for us. Uh, but like we've lost a few players from last year, yeah, absolutely. But with the younger girls coming up, they're absolutely proving themselves and they're pushing forward. And it's a great, a great asset to see. But like one steps out, you have another person to step in straight away, which is brilliant. Listen, the very best of luck. Cheers. Thanks very much for everything. Laura Dowd, Shauna Heslin's going into another senior championship campaign. What's the uh, preparations been like? Preparations have been good. Um, I think as a, I suppose a new enough senior team, we've built every year. So we started off and obviously the goal was to avoid relegation because every year we've gone up, we've gone straight back down. So we avoided relegation. We stepped it up last year. We made the semi-finals. So this year the preparations are much tougher in order to take another step forward and make the final. Um, a lot of hard work has gone in, even when everything was in lockdown. Um, there was loads of programmes being sent out. Lots of hard work throughout them weeks, so hopefully we can show it out in the pitch. Do you think the teams that have been organised in that environment, in terms of keeping their girls taken over in isolation, will be the ones that hit the ground running when the championship kicks off? I think it definitely helps, and I suppose myself with the physio background, I know how important it is to maintain strength, um, endurance, everything in order to try and prevent any kind of injury so I think that's definitely one area that's really important is if you're doing a lot of sports specific stuff throughout them a few weeks off it's definitely going to stand to you if you keep your fitness up it's definitely going to stand to you I mean if you've taken it easy for the last couple of weeks months and you're coming back into it you're obviously more injury prone and you are at a disadvantage however at the same time you know we've had a couple of weeks to kind of build ourselves up and at the same time everybody has an equal chance in terms of the games ahead, who are you most looking forward to getting a crack at this year? To be honest, every game is going to be a tough game. It didn't matter whether they were going to have the two groups of three or if you were going to play everybody. Every single team in that uh, in the senior championship is going to be an absolute battle. 
I couldn't say individ- like particularly one team. Um, I just think you know we're really looking forward as Ballinamore Shauna Hessens now to go out there and take on every team. It's great the way they've done it this year that we do get to take on everyone. It's much more, I suppose it's a lot more fair on every team and it gives everybody an equal chance. In terms of the structure, are you happy with the, the six teams, the fact that you get five championship games this year? Yeah, uh, definitely. I think, obviously, the way league didn't happen, um, even with a lot of girls, you know, I think there was one game played um, um, in that league um, beforehand without the county players. Um, even the county players only had three or four games under their belt as well. So I think this makes it a lot fairer. Um, everybody gets five games in total, which is obviously good and I think it's much better than having them split into just two games. Listen, the very best luck. Thanks a million. Carla Le Guin of New Look St. Bridget's team. Welcome to Leitrim Ladies Football. Thank you. Yeah. You're not exactly a name unknown. Oh, Willen and Ockenshielen have come together to form this new club. What's it looking like going into the Senior Championship this year? Um, well, very young team. It's going to take us quite a few years to, to get there, but a lot of young, good players coming through, so hopefully it won't take too long. Talk to us about this injury, because you're obviously wearing a sling here today. What happened? Fractured my collarbone about two weeks ago, so a few more weeks and I'll be back. A few weeks? Will you play in the Championship this season? Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. I'm not sure. In terms of the preparation, how has the coronavirus lockdown affected the club? Um, well, we didn't get back training until what, three weeks ago, so obviously fitness isn't there, missing you know, game time and that, so... I don't know, we'll have to see. Intermediate champions last year in the shape of Ahawil and now joined obviously with Auckland but in terms of the, the squad size, how has that merger worked in terms of numbers in the squad? Well, we have up on 30, um, or over 30 at training, but like I said, they're very young. Yeah, no, it's good for training, you can play 15 on 15 and you know, it's good for the girls to get games. And in terms of yourself going forward, the county scene coming back in after this club championship, will you be involved in that yourself? Will you have healed sufficiently to be back on the Leitrim jersey at the end of the season? Oh yeah, I'll be back by then, definitely. And the very best of luck to you. Thank you very much. Roshi McGrannan and Darren Moran from St. Francis Ladies. Nice to be back playing football again. Yeah, it's good to be back. <laughs> yeah, it's great to be back after lockdown. Uh, really miss the girls, kind of the social aspect of it, as well as, you know, the friend- friendly competitiveness in the county. But no, it's great to be back. What was it like taking those three months off, effectively being together as a squad? Um, it was kind of, I don't know, it was weird not seeing each other all the time and like playing together, but it was a good break at the same time because there's a lot of football. So Yeah, I suppose we kind of got a false sense that it probably wouldn't come back at all, so I suppose we got, took lockdown as probably got a bit too lazy maybe at times, but it's, um, it's great to be back now uh, all of a sudden. What's the squad looking like this year? Any injury worries or players that have maybe retired from last season? Uh, yeah, there's been a few injuries, like ha- like niggles, like hamstrings and everything. But um, yeah, no, other than that, yeah, I suppose when you're going from zero to a hundred, it's very hard to you know combat it. I think a few teams are probably experiencing the same. But we've been to sports recovery in Carrick, um, and they've taken care of us, and we make sure that you know stretching every day and everything. But uh, it is it's kind of one of those things that's hard, hard to get. Uh, 
part. Obviously, last year you were the surprise packets. You were just recently promoted from intermediate. You came out, you scared Kiltobert on the first day in a major way, uh, but you really impressed a lot of neutrals through the championship last year. What's the ambition for this year? So it's definitely do as well as we can. You know, I think a lot of people still think you were the underdogs, and you know, let them think that. But um, we've a lot to prove. Still, we're a young, really young team where you haven't stayed up with senior. You know, this probably the second team we've never been up here as long, and you know, we're going to stay up here. Um, I think we're well able to do so. The whole team knows it. We're in, out in great numbers uh, this year since lockdown. Everyone's just raring to go and just, yeah, great to, great to get going. In terms of your own personal situation, Dara, I know you were in college in France last, last year. How did the coronavirus affect that? Uh, yeah, well, I didn't really expect to be playing this year at all. I thought I'd kind of either be there longer or be gone back at this stage. So I had to leave kind of all of a sudden uh, when Ireland was going into lockdown uh, mid-March and kind of just didn't know where I was going from there. But do you know what's great? That's actually lasted so long because a year without football now, I've never had it, but I'm great not to be missing it. And Roshi yourself, obviously in college here in Ireland, how has that worked out for you? When do you go back or will the football overlap with that or do you know yet? Um, well, we haven't really been told fully, but I think most of it's going to be online. But um, I'm not sure how football in college will work out or I'm not too sure what the situation's going to be, but we'll see. Listen girls, the very best luck to yourselves in St Francis for the season. Thanks, Thank you. <laughs> Dear Ward, another crack at the Intermediate Championship this year for Mohol, so close last year. Uh, what's the ambition for this season? Oh, listen, the ambition is to obviously get there again. We've uh, we've just been unlucky probably the last two or three years before that. You know, we've lost obviously a lot of players to immigration for that. And But the last um, probably two to three years now have really built us and, you know, we have a very strong, steady team there. So um, I'd be very, very confident that we'd definitely get to quarter stages anyway, hopefully. Now, of course, the coronavirus lockdown has shut, has shut down a lot of clubs over the last few months. How has it affected yourselves over in Mull? I think it's the same with everybody. You know, that's the way we've obviously tried to do our bit on our own. It's hard because it's a different level than when you get back with a team. But listen, we've stuck to the guidelines like everybody else. And uh, we'll just give it our all once, we, once we're back on that pitch now. Um, and, it's, and it's next week. Talk to us about some of the personnel involved. Any young talent coming up through the underage ranks that we might not be that familiar with from having watched previous seasons? Yeah, listen, you know, like every year, we're trying to obviously get the younger ones, especially under 16s and minor, they, they make up the bulk of our team, you know, that sort of way. And, you know, every game we're depending and training on them. And to be honest with you, they keep us older ones uh, young at heart and keep us moving. So um, we're very, very reliant on them. And uh, like that, you know, last year we had a kind of a new bunch that stuck with us this year again, thank God. So, you know, every year we'll be, we'll be getting um, the younger ones on, on board because it, it's just vital for, for any club to keep the, uh, to keep the actual structures going. Now, you've played a couple of championship seasons in your time. What would it mean to be back here at the end of the year playing a county final? Oh, listen, I mean, absolutely everything. Um, let me tell you, there isn't much uh, left in these legs. So, you know, um, I'd be hopeful that we'd, we'd get near enough. And listen, you know, at the end of the day, once you're able to tog out with your team, no matter what number your actual jersey is, it, it's, you know, it's, um, it's a pleasure to be honest with you and you know we've been back here now um, I know it's been a tough few weeks probably months but we'll make, we'll make it um, we'll make it work hopefully We've had Sarah McLachlan on the show and she's t- spoken about retirement and backtracked a couple of times does that word come into your vocabulary at all? 
Ah, yeah, absolutely. But um, listen, when I retire, let me tell you, I'll be retired. <laughs> uh, I'll come back in some other spirit. But listen, you know, Sarah is another, you know, a prime example where you know any team that obviously gets her would be, um, you know, delighted. But um, listen, I'll come back in some shape or form. But it won't be, it won't be with the togs and boots. <laughs> listen, the very best of luck into the championship and for the season ahead. Thanks, Bethany. Thank you. Now on Sunday afternoon, we see another club enter the fray in this year's club championships, and that is in the Vistamed Junior A Football Championship. And Glenfarren Kilty Clare they take to the field against Carrie Gallen in Balneglera on Sunday afternoon. I'm joined by their manager, Aidy McCallion. Aidy, welcome to the program. Hi, how you doing? I'm great. How's all in Glenfarren ahead of the the big game on Sunday? Uh, all's good. Um, suppose strange times means. Different, different preparation for thing for games, but um, I think we're we're in a good enough position now. Just waiting, just to, to get at the game and and hopefully, hopefully, put in a good enough performance. What's the squad shaping up like this year? Obviously, you've you've been involved with the club before. You're back for a second stint with the team. Um, how are the club faring for this year's championship? Uh, it's going well. Um, we have a pretty big panel to uh to work with we're, we're talking about 32 33 players um and, and trying to narrow that down to first of all pick a panel of 24 for the championship is, is extremely tough and there's going to be a lot of disappointed lads um and then even trying to pick your team out of that 24 is is, is proven to be a bit of a, a stumbling block at the minute but no things are good um from the last time there's probably about five or six lads that were there um, are still playing and, and still giving a, a good commitment and good effort and uh, a lot of new young lads coming through as well which are pushing these guys on a wee bit extra as well so no everything's everything's good at the moment We've spoken to a lot of the clubs over the last week or so on the programme and one of the themes that comes through a lot of times is that everybody's around because of the COVID situation so people are, are at home to play but also the shortened season again mainly due to the COVID um, lockdown and, and the time frame that's involved means that lads are prepared to make that commitment. Have you seen that in a, in a small club like Glenfern? Has it made a difference to your playing numbers? It, it definitely would have. Um we're a sort of rural North Leitrim team. Um, a lot of our guys would be sort of spread over Ireland. Um, so you know, during the week, uh, training would be would be small enough numbers. But um, to be fair, they they're all coming back at the weekend and, and having trains, train sessions. Um, they're also doing their bits away. But with the whole COVID thing, it, it's really strange because ideally you're. In a normal championship or a normal year for the championship, you're you're trying to do a, a ten twelve week block before the championship starts, and now you've only got four weeks really to try and hit the ground running. So, as as much as as getting everybody back, it's trying to get everybody back to to net into the team as well or into the panel as well, and it's it does throw up its obstacles. But you know, it's it's nice to be able to say that you know, from where we were at three, four years ago to where we're at now, it's, it's a nice nice situation to be in. 
in terms of the actual competition itself, three first teams in the competition, yourselves, Clune and Ahavas, uh, as the, the main teams in your, those clubs, but second teams, reserve teams, making up the rest of the competition. Does that have any impact on your preparation or your, your kind of analysis of other teams? No, it, it doesn't. Um, you know, no matter who you're going to play, you, you give them the, the massive amount of respect because, you know, you're going into a competition and everybody wants to win it. Nobody's just going out to fulfil the fixture, especially this year, you know, you possibly could only end up having five games, um, which is a lot to ask. Um, sorry, it's a small amount of games for boys that have been training you know, effectively since the start of the year, really. I know there was three, four months off, but everybody gets the same respect and doesn't matter if you're the first or third or whatever, you know, we would treat every team respectfully and, and try to go and do our best against them. Because of the COVID thing, I, I honestly believe that this year's championship will be a lot more open, um, a lot more, be a lot more intense. Um, you're going from championship game to championship game to championship game and I think it would just be make things more exciting for everybody. In terms of Sunday's game, obviously Carrie Gallon, the opponents, they've already played in the intermediate grade. Uh, they were out last weekend and uh, they were... Um, actually, no, they weren't. It's, it's their first weekend. They play on, on Saturday night in the in the game against Aladuff, but they, they face into that game. They won't know who they have until Saturday night is over in terms of the intermediate competition. How much of an impact... Can you, can you plan for that when you don't necessarily know who the opponent's is going to be made up of until after their intermediate game on, on Saturday night? Being honest, no. Um, we, we look after our own house. Um, we will look after ourselves. You know, it's... Ideally, yes, or... Yes, you probably could think of, you know, maybe they'll have such plan, such, such plan, but, you know, our aims look after ourselves, focus on ourselves, maximise what we can get out of our... out of ourselves, um, and, and try to... Try to try to work on that. Um, I can I, I feel sorry for Gargallon being in that situation. Um, it, it's not nice for for them, I would say, and likewise for other clubs that are in the same situation, not knowing really what what the who they have until you say later on that Saturday night. But um, for, for from us, like we we'll just we we'll just deal with what we have internally. Um, work on our team and, and set set up as the way we want to try try and play. Um obviously you may not get to go that way so you'll have to adjust but um we'll just work on what we have. Yeah and obviously this year home and away venues have kicked in for, for all of the group stages but you're unfortunately having to play in Balneglera. What's the reason for that and I suppose what's the thoughts within the club on I suppose the, uh, from a club's perspective it's Bit disappointing, but been honest, like we've been, we've been on our travels before. Um, at this stage, we'll definitely not be using it as a, as any excuse. Balneglare is only uh, down the road a wee bit, but it's it's close enough, and and we've played there before, so you know, we'll not be using any excuses. Um, it's yes, it is disappointing. You would like to get home games, but. Just the way the way the situation is, you just have to deal with it. Ideally, we would like to get those home games, but um, we can't, and um, we'll just have to to work on it and, and just try to try to make use of our games. Um, 
again, I suppose like everybody as well, not being able to use the change rooms before or during is, is going to have a, an effect for, for teams as well. Um, so that sort of sort of negates um, whether you're home or away. Um, so everybody's sort of working off the same level. Absolutely. In terms of the season ahead, I suppose we leave it with this. And in terms of what's the, the realistic target for Glenfarren Kilty this year? Is a championship tilt out of the question or would we be looking to have you on the championship title at the end of the season? You enter a competition to win it and, and there's 10 teams in this competition who have a, who have a more than realistic chance to win the championship. Um, everybody will be will be pushing to, to try to get to that uh, to get to the final but I know it's a, a, a cliche but you can't really look past your first game. Um, you know, your first game sets you up and that's what we're sort of focusing on now uh, for ourselves. Um after our first game, we have a, we have a two-week break, um, which will give us time to recover and, and sort of fix anything we've, we're struggling with or we need to change. But um, for us, uh, priority is the first game on Sunday and trying to trying to make a good account of ourselves and, and try and get points out of it. Well, listen, Eddie, thank you very much for joining us. The very best of luck to you and to all at Glen Frank Guilty over the coming weeks as the championship hots up. That's great. Thanks very much, Beth, mate. Now, the last club to get their season up and running in 2020 is in the Junior Championship and the club of Ahavas, who, although by this weekend, will face into action in the Junior Championship the week after this. They will face Ahoelan. I'm here joined by their manager, Vinton McBride, to talk about their chances and their preparations so far. Vinton, of course, well known to anyone who's followed Leitrim over the last 20 years or so. Uh, or, or maybe club football as a referee, they might have roared a bit of abuse to him over the last couple of years. Vinton, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bradley. Thank you. Do you get much abuse as a referee, Vinton? Because I suppose people would have this memory of you having played for Leitrim for so many years. Actually, not too bad, Brettany, to be honest. I, I suppose I haven't probably had the time to to um, to do a, a whole pile of refereeing, to be honest. Um, I've done a, quite a bit of underage um, last year and the year before. I've uh, been involved with Ahavas over the last number of years, I suppose. Um, uh, you know, I haven't had the time uh, to ref, we'll say, intermediate or senior championship or that. And, and we were actually involved ourselves in junior or that, or whether it be junior or intermediate. So, so to answer your question, I suppose uh, I haven't, I haven't done a whole pile of refing to get that much abuse as of yet. <laughs> I'm sure it'll come your way at some stage. It inevitably <laughs> comes to everybody who takes up the whistle. Absolutely. In terms, Absolutely. in terms of this season, though, let's talk about Avast this year in the junior championship. A bit of a recent structuring of the seasons over the last few years you very finally missed out on surviving in the intermediate grade last year against Borna Kula but this year you're looking into a uh, junior championship there's three first teams in there with a couple of second teams dotted around you must be one of the favorites to to kind of challenge for this title being a first team I suppose yeah we've probably uh, been a first team as you say Brefney. yeah we probably would be but I suppose this year is different than any other year um, with, with the circumstances and, and whatever it may be um, but uh, you know I suppose everybody's it's probably you know everybody's on a, on the one playing field as, as, as such because uh, I suppose we haven't had that much time to, 
to prepare no more than any other team and I don't think um, you know fitness fitness will play a, a big part in this year's championship and, and obviously no team no team is going to be flying we'd say but but in saying that look we would be we would be probably one of the favourites there as the first team but by no matter means it's going to be you know you've a lot of good second teams in there as well with the like of um, Manor Sean O'Heslin St Mary's you know that's only the name but a few so look it's going to be it's going to be a very competitive championship wrestling yeah how different is it to your own days as a player? I know just over 20 years ago, you and your brothers would have been part of that Avas team that won senior championship honours. Now to find them in a junior championship, is that just down to depopulation or are there other issues? I suppose depopulation probably is one of them. Uh, we probably lost a lot of players through emigration down through the years. But in saying that, you know, a lot of them has come back. Um you know, we have good underage structure there at the, at the moment. We have lots, we're amalgamated, obviously, with uh, Carrie Gallen um, called St. Joseph's. So we have a crop of, of players coming. We have three or four, we're bringing through three or four uh, players this year onto our, our onto our senior squad. So they are, they'll be coming from under 17. We'll have another batch coming again next year. So I think, roughly, I think this happens in a lot of clubs, smaller, especially in rural clubs. You'll have... You'll have a couple of of lean years. Uh, we'll have, you know, we will have players coming again. So I think it, it just goes in roundabouts, and and you know we're just, you know, we're unfortunate at the minute that we're junior. Uh, you could say that we're unlucky to be junior. You know that we could be intermediate uh, for a kick of the ball there last year. Um, you know, put us down, junior. So uh, as we do say, you know, we are where where we are, and you know, you know that's that's the long and the shorter we just have to get on with it and, and try and get out of it in terms of those four young lads you mentioned who can we look forward to maybe see and break through into that first team this season would have us well yeah you have the likes of uh, Niall McCabe there and Adrian Short uh, they're two good two good players they probably would have played at a uh, county under maybe under 15 or, or, or whether it be under 17 um, you know that's of two we have Shane O'Brien Aaron Aaron Morn um that's you know so look at they're they're good they're good footballers uh you know you'll definitely be seeing a lot more of those guys in in the years ahead and uh the the, the four of them lads has, has bright futures ahead of them for all of us in terms of any departures from last year's team has anyone put up the, the boots and, and called it a day we haven't anybody as such, uh, Bradley. No, I think we we have uh, we probably have a stronger panel uh, than than last year. Bringing those lads into it, we have uh, Colin Maguire back as well this year. Um, he was away, um, so he's he, he's a big addition. He actually played county football. He was on the senior squad there back a number of years ago. He'd done a bit of travelling. Uh, he's now back with us and uh, back, you know, in the fold. Um, David Charles. Uh, probably has said that he wasn't going to commit um, this year. He's probably just the, the only one that that isn't um, part of our squad from last year. So we're really picking from much the same squad as last year, uh, be it those couple of new lads that has come into the squad. How are you enjoying being back out and about and, and on a football pitch rather than stuck in the house for the last few months? 
Ah, look, it's great, uh, Brettley, to be back out and about. Uh, make no mistake about it. Um, you know, the, the the last couple of months were testing for everybody, and uh, I think you can see it on the lads. You know, the, the whole question was when can we touch a ball? Was when we got back out. You know, so the lads were the lads were very eager to get back on the pitch, and that's just not what I have asked. Of course, that's that's throughout the, the whole country. So. Um, you know, we'd be just hoping that everything go everything goes according to plan, and that uh, you know the championship will 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 um, will take place without any interruptions, and that's the big the big thing, you know. And we hopefully the the cases will will um, the cases will stay down, and that nobody in the GA circles will will contact it. And uh, looking forward to a good uh, junior, intermediate, and senior championship. So it's, look, at the next couple of weeks is going to be um, very enjoyable for for all GA fans. No game this weekend, of course. You don't get to play until the second round of games. Um, in terms of your own activities this weekend, will you get to a game? Will you scout a team that you're playing ahead of time? Uh, not really, Brett, to be honest with you. No, we'll train. We'll, we'll, we'll do our normal training. We'll train Wednesday night. We'll train last night. We'll train again Friday night. Uh, we'll train on Sunday. Um, you know, that's we'll not be looking. We'll, we'll, to be honest with you, Brett, the way I look at things, we worry about our own game. Um, you know, whatever we have to face, we'll have to face. I don't think it'll make that much difference uh, whether we go to watch them or not because every team really in Leitrim knows everybody anyway. So we kind of know who we have, who we'll be playing and uh, whether we go and watch them or not, I don't think it makes that big of a difference. But we'll be definitely keeping an eye on results and stuff like that. So, But it'll be just normal, normal activities for us. We'll train again on Sunday morning and, um, you know, with with an ear out to see how the results go. Well, listen, Vinton, thanks very much for joining us. I know you're on a bit of a break at the moment. So thanks for taking a few moments out to have a chat with us. And the very best of luck uh, when your season does eventually kick off in a week or two's time. Thanks very much, Brethany. Thanks yourself. Thank you. As well as all of that Gaelic Games action, we did, of course, have some big news from Manor Rangers during the week. You would have heard on last week's show about their one-all draw with Carberry in the Bee Park on Sunday morning, which effectively means they are looking at second place in the league at the moment as their best bet. They would be relying on Carberry to mess up, which is unlikely given the history in the league in their last couple of games to the end of the season however our thoughts are with Manor Rangers and hopefully something will happen for them and they can just keep piling that pressure onto Carberry they did play their semi-final of the Glasshouse Cup on Wednesday away to Balisadere in on their new facility over there in Balisadere and they had a 2-1 victory after extra time goals coming from a Paddy Wolf penalty and an extra time winner from James Glancy reeling back the years to set up a final uh, opposition currently unknown but everybody in Manor Rangers has their hands crossed legs everything crossed fingers toes the whole lot crossed for another clash with Carberry and a chance to avenge that league draw last weekend anyway that is it from us for this week thank you very much for tuning in thank you very much to all of our guests who joined us and looking forward to a busy busy weekend let us know in the comments or in replies as to where you might be this weekend and who you're going to be supporting we'd love to hear from you and of course we'll be back with you on monday with roundups of all of the games talk to you then